wondering because Big Rick got taken out by Davari. We saw that on camera. We didn't see what happened with Sexy Star. And I was wondering where I was wondering where she was at the finish. And the fact that they answered that was fantastic to me. I'm like, oh, because I would have loved to see Sexy Star win the Gift of the Gods. I understand why she didn't. Especially mm-hmm. now we have like we got next level championship. We there's definitely a tier. There's a separation. Mm-hmm. But um, my, uh, my second point though is the era of death. Yes, the era of death. Um, they they are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They hold all the gold. <laughs> and by the way, someone needs to steal that because you, you can have it. Um, by the way, if they're, if they're the four horsemen of the apocalypse, that is one sexy ass JJ John. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, Mil Muertes and Prince Puma put on a fucking baller ass match. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Some of the stuff that they're that they're pulling out. Um, but Eamon, I th- I think you'll agree with me. The best part was that finish that literally shook the foundation of the temple. Oh yeah, the camera work on it was great. Like. <laughs> It it was really phenomenal. I, I heard some people talk about how, like, the idea of them kicking out of each other's finishers. Um, I like. I actually thought it made sense, mm-hmm. especially with uh, with uh, Muertes. Yeah, I don't like, mind that if it's not done that often. Yeah, that's the thing. Bring him um, Excuse me. Yeah, I, I have a little. <laughs> like Muertes has the has the the idea that you know he has the stone that's that's giving him power. So yeah, he 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 may you know he'll be able to kick out of a four fifty. Um, and and I think the one kick out the first flatliner that Puma kicked out of it worked because Puma is a fighter and mm-hmm. and you know he, he has company, so it does mean something for him to kick out that way. Um, but once the the top rope flatliner got hit, like yeah, it's done. Like it's oh yeah. Uh, and uh, that's the thing. Puma's an amazing wrestler, but he's selling as well. Like the the first flatliner, how he fucking just landed on his neck. Mm-hmm. God, it was it was really really phenomenal. Just, uh, just uh, if you aren't watching Lucha by now, why? Tell me why because you're wrong. And if you yeah. say you don't have the channel, find it. Figure find, it out. Find it on the internet. It it is worth. The, is worth your time to look for this online. Um, but yeah, so we have Mil Muertes um, as the Lucha Underground champion now. The Disciples of Death are the trio's champions. Eamon, I, I, this occurred to me earlier this afternoon, and I want to get your take on it. What did Dario Cueto say at the get, that the seven medallions gave the person who held them? That gave them immortality. We're gonna get immortality versus death. It's like, it's really even even more so. Like before, we had a thousand lives and a million deaths. Now we yeah. have immortality versus death personified. Like, and keep in mind, this is phenomenal cases of symbolism, as opposed to in TNA when Drew Galloway keeps yelling for Eli Drake to stand up or whatever. Like <laughs> that that's the difference. You know what I mean? Like. It's it's subtleties and 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 stuff like that, like that really that really guide this show. I feel. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, now, Eamon, I know it's going to be difficult for us. Uh, we'll we'll get into the ending sequence after we finish. You know, our bad, our uh, Malo and our Cambio. But Eamon, right. if you had to pick a Malo for this week's uh, Ultima Lucha, what would it be? Um, unfortunately, as much as I kind of liked how I kind of, I personally kind of liked how he kind of handled the whole situation. Um, my Malo is the Blue Demon Junior Tejano match. Uh, just from the fact that it was, I felt it was too short. Okay. I felt like there should have been more of a match, and then what happened at the end. Okay. Um, uh, I, I get why people were like, oh, why is Chavo and Blue Demon together? You know, but I think I think they are selling the fact that Chavo is like getting in his head well, about I mean, how. To be fair, the announcers, as far as we know, have not seen the backstage segments we've seen. That's true as well. Um, but they really did. But the announcers also did a really good job of selling the fact that Blue Demon was put off by the fact that Tejano claiming that he was Mexico and 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 all that stuff. And they really did put over the family, you know, you know the Guerrero, the Blue Demon, uh, you know, sort of family lineage and how important that played. Um, so I, overall, I like how it ended. I it was, but it was very clear that this was a case of. Well, Chavo got injured, so they had to come up with something else. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, for for because I'm sure they had a very limited time frame between Chavo's injury and oh man, we have to wrap this up somehow. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but overall, I think they did a decent job with it. But I would have wanted a longer, uh, a bit of a longer match. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you know, it wasn't bad about that segment. Those new suits for the crew. Those damn suits. Look at looking sharp, gentlemen. Looking damn sharp in those shoes. If only if only Bale if only Bale was still around to have one of those suits. Oh, he he has a he has a body bag with a tie on it. Um, um me Malo this week and I I don't know what you think of it, Eamon, but Michael Chiavello. Um it, Here's my thing with him. I, I, I appreciated what he was trying to go for. I kind of liked his voice in a sense because he was Australian and and brought that kind of like sport kind of flair to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think him and Matt Stryker should have sat down before the show and kind of developed a bit more of a game plan. Yeah, because I feel like in the beginning you could tell Stryker, who's normally the play-by-play guy was getting overtaken because his stuff was mostly play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And Stryker kind of had to take over the color, in a sense. This, this seemed like one of those Impact episodes where you have uh, Josh and Jeremy Borash on the announce team. Like, yeah. it's two guys who are used to doing the same thing. They have different voices, obviously, but they're but they're both used to t- telling the same side of the story. And, mm-hmm. you know, if Vampiro's going to be the master full-time... I I, th- I think we really need to look into getting someone better on commentary. Yeah, I and I I don't think it should be a permanent thing. Obviously, with Vampiro out, they'll have to find someone else. I think for this episode, though, I would have loved. I actually I know it's a difficult thing to do. I would have loved Matt Striker doing it on his own. I think he, I feel I like he would have been better. able. I feel like he would have been able to. Because mm-hmm. Matt Striker, Matt Striker does some dumb stuff, yeah. But he overall, I like his commentary. Like I feel like he does an amazing job of telling a story. 
Um, uh, I, I would have loved to see him go it alone just to see what it would be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. but call, calling a two-hour pay-per-view, I guess that would be difficult for Striker. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus you, it would make it would make it feel like more of a uh, a a full three-hour show if Vampiro just left to get ready for his match, and then Striker was left alone. It kind of yeah. it kind of separated it a little bit more for me, and I don't know, I just didn't. He didn't seem like he knew the product as well as Stryker did, and he, it yeah. felt like he was kind of getting in the way of some of the reactions. There, yeah, there's some stuff where I feel like if he were if he was just briefed better, he would have been he would have done fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like some of the story like so some of the story plot point stuff like if he was just briefed a little bit better, he would have known when to kind of like dial it back. Yeah, on on certain moments. Because especially um, the vampire oh. reveal should have been one of those like, like one one of the, one of the hushed moments. Like, oh my god, like yeah, that, yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, no, there is a there is an art to letting to letting the action speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like it's something I I want to see him in season two, and I want to see him just come in with a better game plan. Yeah, if, if, if liked, it wouldn't like, have made like, sense storyline wise, I would have loved to see Conan with Matt Striker. That's true, uh, but like I said, like I liked his voice. Like I liked his, I, I like that Australia, uh, Australian kind of sport style kind of like like soccer, almost like it's, he sounded like a soccer announcer in a sense. Like I kind of like that aspect of it. Okay. Um, I, I but overall, yeah. All right, uh, now Amy, I know this is gonna be difficult because we both really enjoyed the show. Obviously, uh, what will be your one combo okay. this week? My combio is solely from the fa- and it's a selfish combio. Uh, I would have loved a a three hour uh, Ultima Lucha. I would have loved if they didn't break it up into two weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like it would have also softened the blow of the Blue Demon Tejano match a bit. Okay, if we had like seven amazing, uh, prob- yeah, like seven amazing matches instead of uh, four amazing matches. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I think that would have benefited a bit, um, but hey, I mean, I, I'm still so content with this. Like, this is this was phenomenal. Okay, um, my combio is we didn't get the payoff I wanted. We like all the backstage segments, and we haven't even talked about them yet. They were fantastic. They they told a, a very fluid story with El Dragon Azteca. Getting killed on yet another person dying in Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. um, but it never translated to a reveal. Like, and yeah. I'm sure that's probably the hook for season two, and I get that. But I wanted something. I wanted a little, just and it's again, it's a selfish change. You wanted you wanted to you wanted to see more Matanza. I wanted to see Matanza. I wanted to see for for this being his biggest show of the year, Dario Cueto was not in the temple. Yeah, that's true. And that kind of bothered me a little bit because he's been the best part of Lucha Underground, in my opinion. The best part. And for him not to be like even Vince McMahon said, "Welcome to WrestleMania." Like, 
I needed Dario Cueto there to say, welcome to Ultima Lucha, or to just maybe like he hears some commotion in the back or something like that. I don't know. Like, even if he just comes out to introduce Ultima Lucha and he gets attacked by El Dragon Azteca or something, like, I don't know. I need it. I want those to translate into the in ring product. That's true, yeah. I, I felt I feel like that is sort of an interesting thing with Lucha because you have I, I don't know who El Dragon Azteca is. Uh, I know uh, the woman who plays Black Lotus isn't necessarily a wrestler, mm-hmm. so I, I, I'd be interested to see. Like, I, I think it was a case of maybe. It'd be interesting to see how you could do that in an in-ring environment with someone who isn't necessarily a wrestler, because um, you can have backstage, you, you you can film the you know these like scenes where she's beating up people or whatever because you know she's an actress or whatever. But you know, I, I th- how you translate how you translate that in the ring is is another thing. Because even Dario is slightly different whenever he's on on screen in the ring. Oh yeah, to when absolutely. he is backstage. Just because, just because you know you're at, there's you're doing it in two different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, in the in the segments, in the backstage segments, he's a film actor. When he's yeah. on, when he's on stage, he's a Broadway actor. Like you can tell, he's got some training. He may not do Broadway. I don't know, but you can tell he is he's projecting as opposed to internalizing things, which Dario's really good at internalizing things in the segments. Yeah, definitely. All right, so um, before before we delve into anything we may have missed, um, after after Lucha Underground ended, as you know, if you're a loyal fan of Lucha Underground, they have taken the Marvel method of ending their television shows, and they put stuff after the credits. Now, um, Eamon, last night I freaked out so much about this that <laughs> I literally broke down every segment that um that we had. So we're gonna go through each and every segment and we're we're gonna give our thoughts on it. Because this this is the last time we're gonna see Lucha Underground for a while, but they're giving us clear directions on where everyone is going. Yeah. Alright, so first we go to Dario and he's cleaning out the cash in his office. He's he's taking everything down. He grabbed his red beetle and um he left and said he had to go build a new temple with Black Lotus riding shotgun in a Rolls-Royce and Matanza in a horse trailer that he's already chewing through. Yeah. Um that's amazing. <laughs> and I mean, just that alone. Like, it's, it, it's really like a, uh, and it, there's such an urgency to it. Like it, it felt like such a, like you were on, you, you were on your, on the edge of your seat watching it. Cause it was just so like, it, it, it there's so, so high paced when yeah, it came like, to like the escape. And like, he was even saying like dark times are coming. Like he saw Mil Muertes win. He's like, Oh, we got to get the fuck out of here. Right. That's the go. Uh, alright so the next one is Phoenix with his gift of the gods championship belt just ending 80's movie style leaving the temple in a firebird like a boss like a 
fucking boss. And <laughs> just, and anyone who knows Robert Rodriguez knows he's a car guy. That's clearly a Robert Rodriguez shot. Yeah. <laughs> that That's very, like, if he happened to have um, uh, Machete riding shotgun with him, I would not have been surprised. Definitely. Um, all right. Let's see. Did I get all of them? Oh, I think I missed. Well, um, also he was uh, as he left the building. Also, he was followed in a pickup truck. But I, some people said it was Tejano. I don't think it was Tejano. Some people said it was King Cuerno, and I think King Cuerno makes a bit more sense. Um, King Cuerno does make a little bit more sense, but um, I think we might. Matt Carlin's just contacted me, so I think he might actually be available to join us. Oh, let's see. If we can get Mr. Carlin's in here. Yes. Uh, so I just I just sent him an invite to see if he can join us for the final breakdown of Lucha Underground. Because um, we did I because we did see uh, I I do miss the days of Cowboy King Cuerno. Well, and he, he, he was, was he was in his cowboy outfit, which he looks yes. damn Boston. He looks super Boston. Um, but uh, we also had the trios team, uh, <laughs> the Dick Team Dysfunct Trios. Is what I've yes. called them because I love that name. Um, we got <laughs> uh, fuck. I'm blanking on his name. I'm Angelica. Angelica. He leaves on a motocross bike. And of he course, yeah. He, he says, "Don't worry, we're gonna get those titles back." And you know, you can't help but believe him because it was a three on two advantage. Mm-hmm. Three on two, technically four on two. Technically. And then and uh Ivelisse is already riding her motorcycle and Son of Havoc, ever the bitch <laughs> is told to sit in back of Ivelisse as she drives off on the motorcycle. Keep in mind Ivelisse in, in theory also still has her broken foot. Yes. So she's driving a motorcycle on her broken foot, and yeah. he's not going to let Son of Havoc do anything. I and I'm totally okay with that because it, it kind of. All right, now is it just me? Do we? Do you think we're getting them as a couple again, or is Maybe. it just going to be a moonlighting thing? I I, I, th- <laughs> I, I, it seems that they are very friend. They're much more. All three of them are much more friendly now. So I'm. It could be a uh, that they're. The son of Havoc Evilly's relationship gets re-sparked, or it's just a case of all three of them are now finally on the same page. Okay. Um, I mean, either way, I'm good with it, regardless of what they do. Um, now I believe this is where we had uh, Pentagon, Pentagon, yes. and his master Vampiro. And oh god, like Pentagon asking. Where are we going now, Master? And and Vampiro just responds to a much darker place, which terrifies me. Yes, absolutely. Like, they, they lit a dude on fire. It, it looks like they're about to restart the Dungeon of Doom, only this time for realsies. Like, yes. <laughs> like it was amazing. Like they are clouded in smoke. They may be heading to hell. They may be heading to Transylvania. I don't know where they're going. I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I think they're heading for gold. I, I think that's what they want to do. I hope so, yeah. Because I could see maybe you get a Puma versus Pentagon for the Gift of the Gods. 
with with Conan and Vampiro in each corner. Exactly. Exactly. And then maybe once Puma conquers a giant uh, a giant skeleton ninja, he can go after Oh, not not Puma. I'm saying Puma. Phoenix. Mhm. You can get Vampire you can get Pentagon and Phoenix for the gift of the gods or you okay. I don't know. There's so many ways to go. It's going to be exciting no matter what. Um when is season 2? We need it now. <laughs> we need it right effing now. Like, seriously. You know I'm being serious when I don't say the word fucking and I say effing. All right. Anyway, this was all, it, it was all in quick bursts, too. And then we get to Mario the Moth, which you already alluded to. Yes. He's got Sexy Star tied up in a, in a, in a cocoon, in a broom closet. Um, He's cutting a promo... Like the Joker, which is amazing. Yeah, which was really well done too. Like I, like this is th- th- we've established this is a guy that was on like the whatever was the last season of Tough Enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, how they let this guy slip through them! Like, I, I I have no idea. I thought he was the guy that got injured though. He may have been a couple. I, th- I think <laughs> I think I think him and Evilise were both injured in that season. Yeah. But, um, but even still, like, like keep a hold of that dude, because God. Yeah. yeah, but he he cut like a really dark, creepy promo. Like we're going places in Lucha Underground, and because that's the thing, that's the thing with Marty the Moth was that for the for forever he was just like, oh, it's a wet, weird guy. He thinks mm-hmm. he's a moth. How funny is that? And he doesn't and then know it how just moths flap and- their wings. Yeah, and then, so, then it just turns on an instant, and he's a fucking psychopath. And like, Amen. I love that so much. Amen. He has a sister. He has a sister, apparently. I'm so excited. I want to know who this sister is. I want her to be dressed like a butterfly. <laughs> I want her to be a lucha butterfly. Um. All right. And I believe uh, the second to la- the penultimate scene is we get Drago and Aerostar. Former rivals shaking hands and then each flying away from the temple because one's a dragon and the other is fucking Iron Man. Yes. I mean, am I, am I, I wrong I, I about this? That. Like, like we saw, Dra- like we've seen Drago fly away before with a burst of fire, but Aerostar, there were sparks and he just shot up into the air. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's just gold. And then finally, we see the white hooded gentleman. Not the guy wearing a white sweatshirt with a hood on it. Yes, yes, I said that completely wrong. Uh, this, this is not <laughs> Blue the Blue Underground takes a turn. Get the Mac <laughs> out of here! <laughs> it took a turn right at the end. This guy killed the Mac. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he he's actually Hulk Hogan. I'm kidding. Also kidding. Um, he found El Dragon El Dragon Azteca's mask and he decided to put it on. And he ended the uh, the series by spray painting a question mark over the Lucha Underground sign. And um, I, I didn't think of this until I read Brandon's um, Best and Worst, but is that a Rey Mysterio bat signal? Oh, that's a good point. I, I did. I had never even considered that. I just assumed like 
what's next for Lucha Underground? But making that Rey Mysterio bat signal makes all the sense in the world. It really does, yeah. Uh, and then you have you have Dario walking out of the temple slowly as the lights fade away. And uh, fucking A, man. When is season two? <laughs> <laughs> Needs to happen now. Yeah. Uh, so, Eamon, um, where where did you rank Ultima Lucha this week? See, I don't know. You see, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's number one. It's absolutely yeah. number one. Um, number one with a flaming vampiro through a table. Yeah, and it's going to be... Future midweek wars, I'm going to have to challenge myself now as far as naming a number one. But no, Lucha has just been so fun, and, and I, I've been so happy with the way that it's made me sort of reanalyze professional wrestling. And then they really have given us the alternative. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we've been wondering forever now, ever since basically WCW folded up, what's the new alternative? Because ROH tried to be something different and hasn't really worked. TNA tried to be WWE light, hasn't really worked. But this, like, they're treating it like Breaking Bad, like Game of Thrones. Like, you're getting in-depth storylines. Like, you're not treating your viewers like idiots. This yeah. this is the way to do it. This, this is this is the alternative. This is the one. This is the thing we've been clamoring for for years. It, it's absolutely. It, I mean, it's not without its flaws, obviously, but it's definitely the direction everyone should be looking at. I can't. I I have to agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Eamon, before before we wrap this up, was there anything else that you want to talk about Ultima Lucha that we didn't cover? I th- I think we got pretty much everything, but I th- I think we did. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was a lot of really fun stuff on this show. Um, uh, me and Mike talked uh, have been talking. We're hoping uh, of getting the chance in the future to get everyone here on the show uh, and do a big sort of uh, season one. Uh, a love session, I guess you could say. An Ultima wrap-up, if you will. Yes, uh, where we just talk about all the stuff we loved about uh, Lucha Underground. Because mm-hmm. um, this is, I mean, that's the thing. We It's a, um, it's more than just a good wrestling show. It's something that is, it makes us passionate, I think, in a sense. You know what I mean? It, it really sort of, like, I, like we, I savor watching that show constantly. Like, it, it's, it, it's re- it's something beyond just a wrestling show. Yeah, it, it, it's it it's priority viewing. It mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time, wrestling that is priority viewing. That's a that's scheduled appointment viewing. Lucha Underground's at easily. Uh, Definitely. All right. Uh, so, Eamon, I I know we've gone way too long here. We probably can't even post this one to Facebook. But uh, Sorg hates us right now. Yeah, Sorg, but I don't care. Uh, Sorg understands. It's fine. Uh, where where can the people on the internet find you, Eamon? They can find me on Twitter at Eamon Two Please. Uh, you can find uh, uh, Inspire Pro Wrestling at Inspire Pro Res. You can find Lucha Underground more importantly at Lucha El Rey. Send them messages and keep telling them to bring back season two and and do anything you can to support this company because you they 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 deserve your support. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tweet them every day asking where season two is. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not joking about that. Krista Joseph is going to get really annoyed of my daily tweets. Uh, <laughs> but um, you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitters. Um, for all things Wrestling Mayhem, 
Go to WrestlingMamShow.com, SwordTrimedia.com. We broadcast every Tuesday night. And, um, yeah, so thank you, Lucha Underground. Thank you very much for this wonderful season of just amazingness and showing us how awesome wrestling really can be. If if you allow it, if you allow it to bring your viewers into that world. And uh, so for Eamon, this is Mad Mike, and this has been The Mid-Week War!